Hey, this is Mike. And this is Leo. And welcome to the Asian Menswear Podcast, a podcast made specifically to empower, inspire, and motivate all of you guys to become the best versions of yourselves. This is for us. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Asian Menswear Podcast. I'm Mike, your host. I'm with Leo today. It's been a while since we uh, came together to have a conversation. We're back again with another barbershop talk. And today's topic is going to be with the Tokyo Olympics coming to an end. We're going to have a discussion around the significance of this event and how Asian Americans fared overall in the Olympics. This would be a pretty good topic to discuss. What's going on, Leo? How's it going, man? What's up, man? I'm excited to be back at it. I kind of took a few weeks break with the summer, busy with work and a few trips there and there. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's talk about the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, that was a pretty big deal for a few weeks there. Yeah, definitely. And before we even get started, I want to make sure we give our roses to those who actually placed. I'm going to talk about the ones that actually uh, won medals. And honestly, the women dominated. Asian American women in this Olympics, they dominated. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go quickly through it. Sunisa Lee, she's the gymnast. She's of Hmong ethnicity. She won gold, silver, bronze for women's all-around, women's team all-around, and women's uneven bars in gymnastics. And then we got Lee Kiefer, uh, Filipino-American, fencing, gold, women's foil, individual, first women's fencer to win gold in individual foil competition. Uh, we got Chris Moore, who's Hawaiian, surfing. She won gold. Uh, Erica Sullivan, who's Japanese uh, slash American, swimming, silver for women's 1,500-meter freestyle. We got Tori Husk, Chinese-American, swimming, silver, women's 4 by 100 meter medley relay. And then we got Justine Wong Orientes, which is Filipino, Chinese, and Mexican, volleyball, and she got gold. And then we have Arabella Sims, Filipino, swimming, I think Filipino-American, swimming, silver, women's uh, 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay um so i think that's what one two three four five six seven seven asian american women who were able to uh place which is awesome um, and then we jump into the men's uh we have Alexander shoffley who is german french taiwanese he won gold for men's individual stroke play in golf we have jay Liverland swimming japanese new zealand he won silver in men's 400 meter individual medley in swimming I think he was the first Asian-American to place overall in the Olympics, so congrats to him. We have Michael Norman, African-American, Japanese, for track, gold men's four by 400-meter relay. And then we have Alexander, his last name is Masaslas. Sorry if I messed that up, but he's Greek, Taiwanese, fencing, bronze. And then we have Garrick Meinhardt, Taiwanese, German, bronze men's team foil for fencing as well. Uh, so notable mentions, we have uh, Kinawa Igarashi for surfing. Uh, he gets silver, but he didn't represent USA. He actually represented Japan, even though he's uh, Asian-American, born in California. And then we have Yul Moldauer, who is the uh, Korean-American for gymnastics. He definitely became really popular with the general public. I don't know if you're um, familiar with him, Leo, but he yeah, like blonde tips. But interesting for the surfing one, Kinawa Igarashi, he actually was supposed to represent the United States, but ended up representing Japan because I think it was to honor his parents. You know, that's his parents' native land and a lot of his family still in Japan. And for them to see him surf, apparently at the location that it was being held was where his family, I think, and and him, 
that used to surf there in Japan, and he decided to switch over. Because I was like, wait, isn't he Asian American, and he's representing Japan? So I think it's a, it's a deeper thing for him. But yeah, congrats to all those athletes that represented for us. Again, today's topic is what is the significance with Asian Americans in the Olympics? I mean, how do you feel about it? I mean, do you watch the Olympics? Yeah, like, I was going to say, I mean... First of all, congratulations to all those amazing athletes. But second, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I thought it was very important to talk about this for the Asian community. But I'm going to be honest myself. Like, I did not watch much of the Olympics. Um, I didn't either. A lot that I did was really just catching up on highlights mm-hmm. or like just on the Instagram polls. Or it's more like aftermath. Yeah. Just like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this Asian one or like, oh, cool. Like, even basketball like my favorite sport i was barely watch. i was watching maybe one or two games just because i think number one the time difference oh yeah it was 13 know, hours like, yeah right it was tough yep yeah it's kind of tough when the major events or the major highlights are when we're all sleeping basically mm-hmm. so like that was one and i think two is i don't know I feel like a lot of people weren't really in the mood of caring about the Olympics because it's like we're finally like having the summer to get out and do stuff, you know, after vaccinations. And it's like we can go out. We don't have to watch TV. We don't got to stare at our phones. We can be out and about, Mm. enjoy the weather in the summer. Right. So I I feel like that was part of what I was doing, too, is like I'm not going to watch TV like I'm going to be doing stuff while we still can. Um, because everything, yeah. um, especially with the Delta variant. But I got to say, though, it is really cool to see so many Asians, number one, representing the U.S., mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then, like, number two, obviously, like, winning a lot of it and getting the spotlight. No, for sure. I think the, the biggest one was, uh, what's her name? Sunisa. Hopefully, I'm, I'm pronouncing it right. But Sunisa Lee, she's the one that plays gold, silver, and bronze. So that was huge, especially for the Hmong. Do you know a lot of Hmong people? Do you know Hmong? H-M-O-N-G. Um, it's, it's, they're very underrepresented. I think, I think I've only had the food, like the cuisine, one time. And even then, that was maybe in in New York or like in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. that's um, it. They have a huge like, population. Yeah. They have these Hmong Is that where she's from? Yep, exactly. She's literally from the, the, ah, the center of where a wow. ton of Hmong people are at. It's crazy because I have a cousin that married among. Oh yeah, and they live in Minnesota now. Okay. So you're saying you say you got a uh, friend or something or cousin or? No, my my brother Kai used to live in Minneapolis, oh. and that was the first time I had their food oh. and also learning about that the community is out there. Yeah, they're underrepresented yeah. for sure. So for her to do that, I mean, that must be huge for the Hmong population in the United States. So congrats to her. She looks like. A lot of good things are going to happen for her. She looks like a very likable person. She has a great story. But yeah, congrats to Sun Nisa. And it's funny that you mentioned that you didn't actually watch it. I don't watch it either. I literally will, you know, like I'll report on the news if someone will win. But other than that, like you said, like I'll only look at it if like there's a posting from someone that said, congrats to blah, blah, blah. I'm just wondering like how important is the Olympics in general now? And just how you're saying like, hey, I don't want to watch the Olympics because, you know, I have the opportunity f- to be outside, you know, to enjoy summer. 
But here's a statistic here. The average primetime viewership each night across all of its platforms, online, cable, and network was just 15.5 million people, down from an average of 26.7 million viewers for the real games Ooh. in 2016. So that's wow. a 42% plunge in viewership. huge difference. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming it has a lot to do with the pandemic. It has a lot to do with... It's just not as important, I guess, you know, because people are dealing with other things and then time zone. But I'm I'm interested. I wonder if viewership is going down. And then that's sort of like one of the questions is like, does it even matter? Is it important (laughs) for the Olympics? Is it as powerful as it was back then? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think from the beginning, it's like, I think it's amazing to see the representation and seeing Asians represent the country. Mm -hmm. But like the Olympics on its own, to me, it's like, Number one, like half the sports are like, wait, this is a sport. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like when's the last time you watch like water polo or like or swimming um, or like th- there's this other game that looked like soccer, but then it wasn't. I don't know. It's like th- like ha- half the sports are kind of weird, right? Like, yeah. uh, let's be honest. It's like, oh, people train for their whole lives to play this most random sport. Yeah. And even as as amazing gymnastics is like. I don't really watch it ever at all outside the Olympics. So it's like the one time I watch it once every four years. So in a way, it's like I don't care about it that much. And I guess also it's like the U.S. kind of always wins, right? Like they kind of almost always wins the most gold. Yeah. And then China almost always comes in second. Very, very close, like in the gold medal count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think U.S. only beat China by like one or two. For what? Which is like for gold medals. Oh, gold like, medal. Yeah, by one. By one. Total gold medals. Total, yeah. total medals. Like, uh, United States had 113, then China came in with 88, and the U.K. came in with 65. But we have just Yeah, one. so <laughs> I feel like in the total medal count, it's like the U.S. kind of beats it by pretty big margin and then when it comes to gold it's okay yeah china's like really good at certain things right yeah. so I, I thought that was also kind of cool to see china competing and japan competing so it's not just asians representing the u.s but also asians in general yeah so i thought that was like really cool to see mm. or like there was even like the like like all the running like the race track, there was like a few yeah there, there was a few Chinese, guys from china that was like, competing yeah. it's like that was dope. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's what I was saying. One of the things I was like, yeah, it's, it's great that we have Asian Americans placing. And then, and then I started to think like, but we're really, we're, in my eyes, we're like placing and like fencing. It's like, eh, no one really watches that, you know? And then I started looking at all the sports in the Olympics. And like, like you said, there are, a lot of the sports are not like mainstream sports. And, and it's so funny how those are the sports that are popular in the Olympics, right? Which is interesting. Like gymnastics, you wouldn't watch that year round. You only watch it if the Olympics come around. So it's funny how the non-mainstream sports are the ones that are popular. Yeah, it's like flipped in reverse because it's like we're so used to watching basketball or like, you know, you you can watch ping pong other times of the year. But like gymnastics is like really like this is that one chance. I think I thought gymnastics is like it's like the Olympic sport. I think like most people tune in to watch that. So the top five most popular Olympic sports is gymnastics, track and field, swimming, soccer, yeah. and then rugby. So, yeah, I think in the years past, right, like we had Usain Bolt that make track and field so popular. 
And then this year with the U.S., there's a few stories about how I think one of the ladies, like she has, oh, she tested been for uh... on track and field for years. All oh, right, and then there, there's that one lady. She couldn't qualify because of marijuana or something. She's for marijuana and yeah, then, usage. And then there was another lady where she was like 40-something, and this is like one of her last Olympic race. So outside of like just the Asians in America, I think like Olympics has different interesting storylines. Yeah, yeah. I think swimming was made really popular by Michael Phelps. Phelps yeah. And then gymnastic was made really popular by, what's her name? Simone, Simone Biles. Yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But like she obviously was dominating in that. And I think that's why it was kind of like that perfect timing of she was stepping down and then... Uh, Sunisa? Yeah, she stepped in and like got the gold, yeah. which is like kind of crazy timing. Yeah. You know, like I'm happy with how that turned out. Yeah, because um, you think about it, like so if I, Simone didn't step down, I wonder if she would have even... You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about that. Yeah. And I'm sure, I, I think like, I don't know where I read it, but people are like, obviously making everything super deep. It's like, oh, well, you know, a black person stepped down, then an Asian person stepped up and like made it a whole race thing. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, she's been with that Olympics for team for how many years and she's been training with them. Yeah. And I, you know, of course you got to step up when the opportunity arises, you know, race or not. Yeah. Right. Like, so I'm just happy to see an Asian face, you know, cause like, I'm assuming such a big victory like this, this kind of representation is that the next four years, she could be used as a marketing person, yeah, as a spokesperson. She's going to so get her it doesn't start, it, it does, Yeah, exactly. It doesn't start there. It's not just that one moment. That could lead to her being sponsored by brands like Polo Ralph Lauren. Oh, yeah. I think that's what happened to the Asian Alex uh, Shibitani. Uh, brother and sister, right? Yeah. I mean, look how much, like all the things they did after the Olympics. They wrote books. They were a part of so many different yeah. things because of this event. It's like an everlasting reward after the Olympics that happens, you know? Yeah, they can't take that away from you. After you've been a gold medalist, like, they cannot take that away from you. And so, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to see where all the Asians go from here because they have the opportunity to have these sponsorships and now have the spotlight on them to do more. Yeah. And, I mean, this also, again, opens the door for future generation. Oh, yeah. You know, it's never just our generation, but, like, the next generation is like, you know, all the kids that were watching, maybe the parents are like, okay, you can do this. Right, right. You can do gymnastics. So I think that opens the door. That's a good point too. I think that's the good side of it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good point that you brought up about, oh, now that we have this Asian American woman that's dominating gymnastics right now, this opens up the eyes of like parents like, hey, she did it. If you want to do this, you know, it's obviously possible. And one thing that's kind of important or one thing that I noticed throughout this whole entire Olympics is that you notice that a lot of these athletes, they're... uh they're mixed. Like you don't really have yeah. an athlete besides Sunisa, which is rare. She's full Hmong, I believe. But a lot of these athletes, like they're half something. They're half German. They're half uh, Italian. But you see by their last names, like a lot of these athletes that I mm-hmm. pointed out, like uh, Jay Litherland, Xander Shawfley. If you see these names on paper, you wouldn't even know they were Asian. And I think it's funny because, well, we can talk about like the physicality of being half you know, like they just happen to be bigger because, you know, they're white or black, whatever it is. The genetics. Yeah. But I also believe a lot of it plays a part into these guys' path into like sports or the Olympics is because I think their parents encourage them to pursue these paths. If you know what I mean, like, right? Like I think, uh, yeah. white America or like, you know, they encourage them to explore the option of this. 
And I think a good example is Yul Moldauer. He's the South Korean gymnast. He was actually adopted into a white family. And now he's this gymnast, right? And I think it's because he, because he was adopted into a white family, they encourage him to do that, like versus him being... Oh, yeah. So that also brings me back to thinking like, okay, maybe the reason why we don't have... Well, the, I, I know this is a fur fact. The reason why we don't have a lot of Asian Americans in the sports, in entertainment, is because we're not pushed that way. My theory is that if Asians parents would come with the same energy they do with like academics or whatever it is towards sports yeah. we would have way more asians in there oh for sure you know what i mean like imagine I, how many superstars that are, <laughs> are an accountant i bet you yeah like that could have been like a point guard or could have been like this and that but they're an accountant right right you know what i mean yeah. like it makes sense i definitely agree with you because it's kind of like a nature versus nurture <clears throat> thing right like mm-hmm. you know like of course there's natural gifts but also the nurturing like you you need years of practice and grooming into a certain sport like a a lot of these gold medalists right like a lot of these olympians have been training since they were kids kids. like it's not like Mm -hmm. it's not like oh they're in college or like high school and they stumble upon gymnastics no like they've been doing this for years to even get a shot to be at that big stage Mm -hmm. and like it's funny because when you look at china right if you look at how some of those people are trained in China, because um, I, I watch a little bit with my dad when I was over for dinner. Oh, okay. But basically, like, we got to see some of these girls, really. Like, they were like 13, 14, and they won gold. Right, right, I think right. it was like for diving. And he's like, yeah, they've been training since they were kids. Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, like, this is exactly their life from the beginning. So I think, like, a lot of the whole, you know, obviously, let's talk about like Asian Americans growing up in this country and the whole immigrant status, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of want to go for the safe route because, oh, what if you don't? What if you get injured? What if you? What if you're not good? What if you, you, you suck? And then it's like, well, what's the alternative path? And like, you know, like parents are so scared that you're gonna fail that they don't even let you try this. Which makes um, sense. It's like it's like I think it's just always like go for that safe route. It's understandable, you know. That's why I'm very optimistic because moving into the next generation where I have kids, right? If I have kids, you have kids, mm-hmm. I feel like it will be a different journey for them, hundred percent. Wouldn't you agree? Like Let's say if you have yeah. a kid, like they wanna, you know, like maybe they wanna go into modeling or they wanna do this, like it's not gonna be a no. It'll be like, a, I mean, if that's what you want to do, right? I mean, I don't know what your style is, but for me, that would be an option. I think you're definitely more free-spirited and more adventurous in that way because of all, also your career path. Yeah, true. I'm still kind of in between because I feel like I like my foundation of school and finance world. I think that really honed me in to prepare me for different parts of the world, different parts of the industries. But, you know, I I think now it's like you can definitely risk and take more chances, try different, you know, sports (laughs) and different careers because you can always fall back. Like I imagine somebody training to be an Olympian Mm -hmm. and by the time you're 18, 20, 24 and you don't make it and you suck, um, you can go back to school. There's nothing wrong going back to school in college at 24 and you can still make a career out of it. And, you know, I think nowadays, too, with social media, right, like some of these Olympians, that's like their gig, like they're they're influencer because their thing is they used to be a Olympian and they can ride that personality, ride that resume 
to something bigger. Um, and it's like, it's interesting. It's kind of free for all. Yeah. I think it also helps that you have your own foundation, meaning like you've made good money, you have this solid foundation. Now your kids, like there wouldn't be that pressure for them to have to do this because, you know, I'm fine. So if my kids wanted to go and do this, like they kind of have something to lean back on versus like if your parents are a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean like a little bit. I mean, I don't want them to like lean on me all the way. I'm just saying like, they have more right. options to exercise. They, they have more privileges to exercise. So that's just something that, yeah. uh, it's just interesting. I think the next generation past us is going to be, we're going to start to see a lot of representation, which yeah. is really great. So I, so I think those are like the kind of good things about the Olympics, but I, I kind of want to talk about like the bad side of things mm. really fast. Just to kind of flip the switch. All right, take quick. it over. Cause I didn't even think about what some yeah. of the bad things are. So, I I mean, like, you know, this is just a little point, but I think, of course, it's great to have Asian representation, but the bad side is people can always be like, well, look, there's no Asian hate. There's no racism against Asians. Look at this. Oh, look the country how, how is they're doing well. Asian. Asians. Uh, what do you mean? Asians are doing great. Minor, you know, model minority. What do you mean? Asians are fine. Ooh. They're accepted in this country. And then, you know, there's always... Two sides of the coin, I think. There's always good things and there's always bad things. Though I think the most important thing is you embrace the good side and work on the positive as much as you can. Don't focus on the negative. Yeah. But, you know, I think you can say that about the black community as well or like the Hispanic or even, you know, just different communities. You can always be like, well, there's no racism. There's no middle class. There's no lower class. Because like when they see, say, like a minority, like these Asians being lifted up to this spotlight, and of course, chances are she's going to start making a lot more money now, you know, with the sponsorships and she's going to be in the face of brands and stuff. Like now it's like, Asians are, what do you mean? Asians are, you know, are put they, down. They, Look at her. She just won gold. Yes. She's doing all these things. Right. I can see. That. Yeah. So like, it's so easy to have that negative part of it as well. Mm. So I, I can definitely see that happening. And like, I might have read that somewhere in the comments, you know, because people like to troll or like people like to say stupid stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, that's a, obviously a very one-sided argument that could be negative in that way. You know, and it's kind of like a similar argument with like crazy rich Asian. Oh, what do you mean? Like we're Asian actors. Yeah. And it kind of shove under the rug of like how little Asians are represented, you know? Like, sure, there are some Asian Olympians, but there's still not that many in comparison. Yeah, that's a good point, man. You get what I mean? I think it just with a lot of things, people can flip it however they want. They can change the narrative, which sucks. Hey, what's up, guys? So unfortunately, we lost the end of the recording due to some technical issues. But fortunately, we were ending the episode anyway. So you guys didn't miss too much. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know what your thoughts are on the Olympics. And we'll talk to you guys for the next episode. Peace.